Hey everybody, what is up and what is going on? Welcome back to Blind Focus, the podcast. So today I'm gonna to be doing something a little bit different. I'm gonna actually be interviewing one of my friends, Lizzie, and I'm gonna be asking her questions like, what's it like being a friend of a blind individual and such and such. It's gonna it's gonna be a little complicated because I am going to pull these, these questions like out of thin air. But we'll get it working. Um, by the way, if you're new here, make sure you go check out Blind Focus. Net. That's my website, and on there you'll be able to connect with me through all social media platforms. That includes Periscope. Uh, it also includes Instagram. What else is in there? Oh, Facebook. You know, the, the usual. Just check it out. Let me know what you guys think, and actually soon we'll be having t-shirts up on there. I finished the design. I just got to find out how many sizes I need and everything like that, and then we'll be able to get those able to order through that website. And also, one other thing that will be happening very, very soon, I'll be starting my personal training course, and then we'll be actually be able to do personal training via that site too. And I'll be able to assist you guys in those physical goals that you want, such as losing weight, gaining weight, getting those gains, whatever it be, I'm here for you. All right, here we go. Lizzie, how you doing? I'm good. All right. So this is going to be a little weird because I'm using a mic and I'm going to, it's, it's like one of those lapel mics that go on your phone. So if you guys are actually watching us right now, you would think, well, if they were actually looking at us through the window right over here, that'd be creepy, but I'm just saying they probably would be like, what the heck is going on? Uh, we're actually sitting on the couch in my living room right now, nice and comfortable for those of you who are actually out there doing something with their life. Um, good for you. All right, so <laughs> here we go. Yeah, yeah, that's not not me right now. I'm, I don't want to go to work today. All right, so Lizzie, actually, like I said just a second ago, what is it like being a friend of a blind individual? It's awesome because you can't see me, so I can do whatever I want, and you don't make fun of me. But it's really different because I forget that you can't see all the time, and so I forget to explain things to you. Like, okay, so for instance, um, kind of like when my wife just throws the keys to the car at me and forgets that I can't. Yeah, yeah, and next thing I know, I'm going to hit in the face with the keys to the car. By the way, that doesn't feel good for those of you who have not had that happen. It's it's interesting. But so what else? Like what other kind of things might you forget or might just not realize until you actually are a friend of a blind individual? Well, like just explain. You have to explain the way you look because he obviously can't see you. And you have to explain, like, what's going on around you. Like, when something happens, if I want to tell you a story, I have to explain every little detail and every facial expression and every movement, but that makes it more fun. Exactly. Okay, so that's one thing I've, I do just in general, even if I'm talking to sighted people, and sometimes I realize I'm going way too much into detail, and they're just like, okay, Aaron, what the heck? But I, <laughs> yeah, we get it, we get it. What the heck are you, like take a step back or realize and that's one thing I realized as a blind individual I being friends with sighted individuals which is common but I'm just saying like it, it, it throws me off because like sometimes I'm doing too much I, I get way too much into detail when it comes to certain things and like it's right now movies. oh movies let's let's actually what is it like watching a movie with a blind person it's actually really interesting like at the movie theater you have your headphones that tell you what's going on but here at home most of the time we're just whispering or if you're just with Amaryllis the TV tells you what's going on that's true okay for those of you actually who do not know this uh, Netflix and some videos have like uh, audio narration narrative if I could only talk right now um, pretty much it's a commentator that actually tells you in between the dialogue on the movie so for instance 
Um, I watch uh, Deadpool on Netflix. Not Deadpool. I mean um, Daredevil. There we go. One of the D's. Whatever. But (laughs) on on Daredevil. They're all important. Exactly. There we go. They all save the world. Okay. So Daredevil, in between like the fight scenes or anything like that, when they're talking, it's kind of cool because what happens is they'll describe, hey, he's moving across the room into the light or it actually tells you during the fight scenes exactly like what movements he did. Like he just did a windmill kick and knocked the guy across the room through the wall. And next thing you know, the guy's bleeding from his mouth or something like that. It actually describes in detail what is happening on the screen. And even my wife gets stuff out of it sometimes because sometimes she might be watching it and the narrator says something. She didn't even see it. Like it's in the background or something like that. And it's kind of crazy how it gives those little subtle hints for those who are actually sighted or just like, wait a second, I didn't even realize that. So um, Amarillo doesn't mind watching it. Um, For instance, every year, me and my wife, we watch Passion of the Christ um, on uh, Easter. And this past year was the first time we've actually done it since since I've lost my eyesight. Like we've tried watching it. And then we're just like, wait, now that we found out about this English narrator thing, does it have it? And it did. So we put it up there and it was something completely different. Like, for instance, most of the people who watch it, you always have to read all the, you know, it's in a completely different language, obviously, than what I speak. I don't know what they filmed it in uh, to you. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're, we're close. Uh, something. I don't know. Um, but they, Hebrew. Hebrew. Uh, that there would we go. Be that would be, yeah, uh, maybe, I don't know, whatever. So back to the topic. But when we were watching it, it actually described every scene. And to be honest with you, Amaryllis was watching it, and she's like, it sounds so much worse when you hear the guy describing the scene going on because it, it, it's describing even more detail on how, like, Christ was just pretty much just beat and torn down. And it, it, it really is, it was quite descriptive, and it was quite... It makes the scene sometimes even more emotional, which is kind of cool for... Uh, it's already so emotional. It, well, yeah, exactly. But there are some scenes and some things on TV or in stuff where you can't really describe it in words, but for some cool way, they they actually find a way to, you know, describe it to us via this uh, narrator and stuff. It's, 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 it's really cool. Um, that's from my view of it, but also, as she pointed out, um, sometimes I need somebody when... You know, like say if we're just watching live TV, live TV doesn't have it. Um, so my wife or a friend or whoever's there, if there's something that I need to be told on the screen, it they will tell me. For instance, like sometimes I'll be watching a football game, right? Cool. Love me, love me some football. But my brother-in-law sometimes will be like, dude, you just, okay, this play right now? And he'll start describing it to me. He'll even grab my hands and show me. Like, oh, he reached up like this and he was all stretched out. And like sometimes... And I think the biggest reason my brother-in-law knows how to do that is he had a blind roommate when we were when he was in college, which then helps him have a blind brother-in-law, I guess. It kind of prepped him for the rest of his life because I'm, I'm going to be around forever. I'm just telling you that. I don't plan on, um, you know, getting, getting kicked to the curb or kicking her to the curb anytime soon. So we're good. All right. All right. So let's think. Is there any other questions that I have out there that or any other questions that maybe people out there might have? for a friend of a blind individual. Okay, you're not only my friend, but you're also my wife's friend too. So that makes it a little different when it comes to um, like awkward conversations or conversations that you've had with my wife that are, you know, kind of different than normal because the fact that I am blind. Can you think of any off the top of your head? Maybe, maybe not. 
everything. It's just it's a lot easier to talk about like more personal stuff because, like I said earlier, you can't judge what I look like <laughs> because you can't see it. Yeah. It just makes it a little more easy. Like like when we're working out, I feel more comfortable that you can't see how ridiculous I look. Oh, so actually, I feel that it's going to help me out when I do start start doing the personal training because, well, guess what? Hey, I won't be able to see you. I mean, I'm there to assist the person, you know, follow their joints, help them out. But at the same time, they don't have to feel like so, a complete yeah. fool. They don't have to feel so self-conscious about it. Like you're, all you do is like, what's that word I'm looking for? I observe, but by, I don't. Help. You're I just, help. you're very supportive. And well, that's all, I mean, that's really all you want the person there for. But at the same time, I can't really see what's going on. So that actually makes it, it makes sometimes it at ease or challenging. Sometimes. Because I'm like, Aaron, am I doing this right? And you're like, well, I don't know. I can't see. <laughs> yes, so true. I don't know. I can't see it. So then I have to be like, okay, let me figure this out. Um, and that's actually the thing I'm going to have to figure out once I start doing the whole personal training thing. Um, working out with Steven and friends in the past, like, I'll be spotting them. And I realized, like, he, he gets so mad at me when I just like, you're doing it wrong. He's like, how do you know I'm doing it wrong? You can't see. And I'm, I'll like be touching his, his hips or his knees or whatever. For instance, he hates going all the way down on squats. He's like, my hips don't work like that. I'm like, but you want that ass, man. You want that ass. That's what he keeps telling me. And I'm like, if you want it, this is how you get it. And he's just like, but it, uh, and he complains. And, but like, I, I can just tell, and I don't even actually have to touch with my hand. I put my, I'll put my foot up behind him, and I can just tell if once he gets to the 90, he'll actually, his butt would touch my foot. But I know he's not getting to the 90 because his butt is not touching my foot. <laughs> and he's just like, how do you know? I'm like, ah, yeah, see, I have my little ways to pick these up, these little cues. But um, that's, that's one thing I want to have to figure out when doing this, obviously, too. But I think that's like, I don't know, it's more comfortable that way, especially being a female. And you being a male, I feel like it's more comfortable that you can't see, but you just know. I don't know how to explain that, but it's well, more comfortable. I get what you're saying. I get what you're saying. It makes it makes a little bit more sense in the fact that women, when they do go to the gym, they usually feel like all the eyes are on them anyways. Yes. And that's that's one bad thing about the gym. I, I've noticed that, especially depending on the gym, whether you be at Planet Fitness or whether you be at like where I'm at right now, like an old gridiron gym, like a Gold's gym or anything like that. Um, they're different types of gyms. But at the same time, when you do go in, you do feel like, you know, that guy over there staring at my ass. And that's kind of how it works. I feel I felt that way before and I'd never realized that until I had some random woman come up to me oh and <laughs> actually oh, we'll tell you that story here in a second. Lizzie was there for that. So um but yeah, so I had, I had a random woman come up to me and just started hitting on me. I was like, whoa, hey, I feel kind of, I, I feel like candy right now. What the heck? Like, you know, people are just, and she, yeah. Okay, so here's the story a little bit. Um, I was doing chest day, and there is a chest press machine that was right in front of the cardio machines. We were at Planet Fitness at the time, and Lizzie and my wife were on, I believe they were like the ellipticals or something right there. Yeah, there was like the treadmills and the ones, whatever those second row was, we were on the, First row. Okay, got you, got you. So they, they were on whatever cardiovascular machine they were on, and when they were working out on that... The sit-down pedal one. The sit, okay, yes. They were actually on a, a seated bike. Like, but a, 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 a low... Yeah. All right, so they were on that, and um, I'm sitting there doing the chest press, minding my own business. I got music in my ears, and actually, I might have been... Ah, I was on Periscope. 
Um, and since I was on Periscope, I had this on like the live stream, and this random woman, I guess she wasn't good looking at all, no. is what I was told by these two, but she just comes up to me and she's just like, well, I do not care if you're blind. I just want you to know you're hot. And I'm like, oh. As she's grabbing her Yes, yeah, she was like, yes, yeah, she had her hand on my shoulder and my arm, and she was like touching me too. Um, and it was not... In a, well, I guess it could have been considered inappropriate, especially since it was right in front of my wife. But, um, yeah, she did this, and I'm just like, oh, okay. And I have my wedding ring on at this time, thinking, okay, she probably sees it, right? Okay, maybe she's blind. Okay, I don't know what's going on. But um, so she was, like, touching all up on me, and then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go do some more chest over in the multi-purpose area, which is uh, it's called the PF360 area. It's basically an area where they have some cables where I could do flies, also some TRX straps so I can do some push-ups and a little bit of core while I was over there too. So I started doing that, and when I was over there, um, I heard the lady, she was like following me. She was a stalker. And then my, my wife and Lizzie here are over in the ab area, and they're just like watching her watch me, which made it like even more <laughs> creepy. Like what is going on? Like... I guess this is something all women wishes they wish they could do when they, you know, when there's a chick out there following their man around, like, mm-hmm, like you know, they they have that look on their face and they're just all. She had no idea. She didn't like the lady had no idea that my actual wife and her friend are standing over there staring at her while she stares at me. It's like one of those Inception creepy things. I it's, just remember saying really loudly, "He has a wife. He has a wife." <laughs> And she was probably deaf too, because I don't think she heard that. But it's that's 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 how it works. It's it's one of those things that, yeah, I that's the crazy story off the topic. But hey, you know what? Actually, no, wait, that might, that's, that is on that is on that's that's on topic because you are a friend of a blind guy. And you just happen to have been there with the blind guy's wife, seeing the blind guy and get head on by. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Fitness, exactly. Love that fitness. All right. Although this morning I was talking about how I love leg day, and I like it was, they were talking about um, one of my friends on Periscope was saying she's got um, legs in booty day, and I was like, oh, I love those squats. And Lizzie here just goes, that sounds terrible, just just terrible. And yeah, you know what? It is what it is. I, I love working out, and her and my wife not I'm so much. You're trying to love it. It's a love hate relationship. You you love to hate. You love to hate it. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> love to hate it. But that's how it is. So um, I'm, I'm trying to think. Was, is there any other question like that people would have for somebody who is a friend? Have you? Oh, here's here's the thing. I, I've done a periscope and I've also done podcasts on awkward things. Things that are awkward, like um, that may maybe made you feel awkward sometime or whatnot. Being like, for instance, Odie took me to the wrong urinal one time. <laughs> Something like that. Or he took me not to the wrong urinal. He took me in between two guys doing their business on each side of me. So I was stuck in between two guys doing their thing because Odie wanted me just to pee right there and get out of there. Because he had to go. He had to go too. I mean, we all have to go. But it's like, geez, dog. Oh, my gosh. All right. So question, question. Has there ever been a moment in time being a friend of mine or being a friend of a blind individual where you're just like, awkward i mean i'm an awkward person so let's try to think of a time where it wasn't just because of me it was because of maybe the fact of my blindness was can you think of anything where you felt like it was more like when i had i only knew amaryllis and i would come over and i would see you and i had no idea what to do like i was always like hugging the walls because i thought you were gonna run into me or like it was just awkward but now it's just like, ah, Aaron, move. I'm here. 
gosh. <laughs> yeah, and that's how it is. Like, you can't. A lot of people, when you, when you, for one thing, know the individual before you. I mean, what she, what she did, she got to know me, got to, you know, fill it out first. But I mean, most of us, like, we know our spatial awareness. We know where everything is, and that would, I, I could see how that'd make you feel awkward. You're kind of like, okay, you can't see, do, me. like. <laughs> Um, what do I do now? And it's, it, that that does make things awkward sometimes, right? Or like sitting next to you, because I always thought you were going to think I was Amaryllis. You know, not thinking, oh, he's obviously not going to, I don't know. You obviously were going to know that it wasn't her because I sound different. And I'm different. I'm not Amaryllis. But I don't know why I kept thinking, if I sit next to him, he's going to think I'm his wife. He's going to try to kiss me or something. Yeah, see, and that's actually happened. I've had a guest at the bar when I was at Olive Garden think, because they saw my wedding ring and all this, and they're like, wait, you're blind. So you're not, like, going to try to, like, kiss me or do anything, like, thinking I'm your wife or anything, are you? Like, one thing, you're not my wife. I didn't think you were my wife. Why would I? Like, she was, that was weird. Because, like, you, you were, we were at least in a situation where... Okay. Oops. Oh wait, you're not my wife. My bad. That's. <laughs> I guess I'd be a way to get away with. Hey. Oh wait, oh, honey. Oh wait, those aren't your breasts. My bad. No. Um. Except yeah. We're the same size. Yeah. Oh well. Oh my gosh. That would just. Uh. No. Trust me. I would. I would know if difference in. Oh. Uh, yeah. Oh gosh. Oh. Let's let's change subjects now. Oh, no. But no. This lady at the bar. She goes. Air. She's like, sir. You're not. She felt really awkward just having me a blind individual. I'm thinking she never met a blind individual before me, but it was she just had no clue on how to act around me. And it's like, well, no you don't need etiquette. you don't need to act any different besides I mean, making yourself known. Um yes. so if you if if you're going into a room and we don't know that we don't hear you or we don't acknowledge that you're there, make yourself known because we might not know you're there and then that situation might get awkward and for instance then oh my gosh <laughs> it's just funny yeah it'd be just funny you know if you randomly walk in the room and next thing uh, there'd be steal your spoons. yes exactly stealing spoons and stuff that's uh, it, yeah that happened today for we were making food and yeah um but there are times where you just got to kind of make yourself known because if you don't I mean, like, say if you happen to walk into the per that person's bedroom and they don't know you're there, I'm going to start stripping, and then it's going to get really awkward when you start screaming, and I started screaming because I didn't know you were there. I mean, yeah, that just sounds like a bad time. Interesting or awkward. I don't know. We'll just go with, uh, yeah, make yourself known. And then also... Um, you don't need to assist us with everything. Yes, that's what it was. Like, uh, remember Steven and I came and picked you up from the gym? Emerilis sent us? When, yes. And he was like, Lizzie, go out there and grab his hand. I was like, he's a grown-ass man. He can get just honk the horn. <laughs> <laughs> and that, that happens all the time. Like, if you don't know that person, you're just like, wait, how do I how do I interact with them? How do I let them know I'm here? How do I? You got to think, okay, one thing, if – if you've already known that person for a while, like for instance, we're friends, you get to the point where you don't, you know, okay, this person doesn't need assistance with this. For instance, like when you picked me up from the gym, all you do is have to honk your horn. And then if I wave like, Hey, is that you honk again? Boom. All right. That's you. I'm coming that way towards the, towards the noise. Cause I, everything's audible for us, right? Hey, that makes sense. Noise will get our attention. Noise, noise, noise. Hey, that's great. It's noise, a, noise, noise. Yes. Yes. Oh yes. yes. The Grinch. Wow. 
Um, by the way, happy, happy or Merry Christmas to those of you who um, that was last month. All right, whatever. Yeah, moving on. <laughs> moving on. <laughs> but actually, this this should actually be finishing. Um, when you're meeting a, a new blind individual, don't automatically assume they need help. Make sure you solicit your help. Always ask. Exactly. Do ask the question. Do you need assistance? Yeah, that's Do the biggest you need thing. Help. Always ask if they need help because there are times I've had people come up and just grab my elbow and I'm just like, yo, who the, what the fuck? What are are, why are you touching me right now? What's going on? And if you make yourself known, that's the biggest thing. Always just make yourself known because um, sometimes also we don't. it can be belittling. It is. And there are sometimes people who just, they want to baby me or baby just an individual who has this disability. And it's like, you know, we're an adult too. Or even if we're not an adult or we're, we're a human being. There's no reason for you. Well, because what happens when that person's not there to help you? Like, you have to rely on yourself. And I think that a lot of people out there don't realize that. They, they think that we have to have somebody there at I'm all times. catastrophically time. disabled. Yes, I'm catastrophically disabled, guys. Okay, I got a, this is the last thing. I got a letter in the mail um, a couple of days ago from the VA because I'm a veteran. And they have me classified as <laughs> catastrophically disabled little do they know <laughs> it well it's the reason they put it is because i fall under that for my disability claim and all that so basically um it means i don't have to go back um and get checked every five years and also uh so if i just had regular disability through the va every five years you got to get reassessed so they can readjust your disability um if you're catastrophically disabled that means most likely you will not be coming back from this <laughs> that that sounds terrible. But in my my case, it means I most likely won't be getting my vision back. So I fall under this category of, A, you're a lifer. You're the one, you're going to be here for a while. Um, I'm, yeah, just, <laughs> I, but I am catastrophically disabled. And it, was, it threw me off because I came home the other day and Lizzie was sitting on my couch and she just goes, hey, Aaron, you're catastrophically disabled. And I'm like, what the like, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean I'm catastrophic? Like, did I did I die and not know about it? But, um, yeah, so I'm catastrophically disabled, and I want everybody out there to know that. Thank you for coming to Blind Focus and checking this podcast out. Um, hopefully, you guys have a great day. Hopefully, we were able to answer some questions. Do you want to say goodbye, Lizzie? Goodbye, everybody. There we go. Hey, go out there. Have a great day. Be ambitious. I will catch you guys next time. Later.